0: Welcome back, everybody. This is the first we've been able to do this last year. Um, But thank goodness your restrictions are getting less severe. You can do it. So I am at the domain Michel Lafarge, and here we have three members of the family. We have Clotilde, here in blue. We have her sister, Eleanor.
1: Hi, nice to meet you.
0: And we have their father, Frederick, who many of you, I think, will know. Hi, nice to meet you. So, uh, and we've also got a line up, we're going to join you for the first six or seven wines, uh, and after that, leave you in peace. Um, so don't hesitate to stop and ask questions at any time. But uh, maybe first, I know that many of you are familiar with uh, the domain, because I've drunk the wines with you in Hong Kong and other places, but maybe if Frederick would like to start with a, a small presentation of... of the family domain, uh, the original uh, Lafarge, then Michel, yourself, your children.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Hello, I'm uh, uh, Frederick uh, Lafarge. Uh, the domain uh, Lafarge uh, was created uh, in uh, 1800 and uh, <coughs> during uh, this period, the, the, the domain bought a new parcel, uh, yeah, very uh, with regularity and uh, my great-grandfather uh, sell a lot of uh, wine in a barrel and many clients uh, directly and my grandfather began to say to bottle his wine with a vintage before uh, and he said the client in uh, in front of switzerland and my father michel uh, began to work at the domain in uh, 50 and uh, since uh, 59, all the wine of the vintage was selling directly uh, in bottle in the domain. And my father grew naturally uh, in the 60s 70, 70. and 70s. Uh, and my first vintage the domain is uh, 78. And uh, we began uh, the biodynamic method uh, in 97. And we grow in the biodynamic. Method all the domain since uh, 2000. Mm. So that means that the first
0: vintage we're going to taste in 2017 was collectively between uh, Michel and Frédéric Lafarge. Michel, it was his 67th vintage and uh, Frédéric was his 39th. So together they made 106 <coughs> vintages, which is not bad. And now, Frothilde has been with the team since? year?
3: 2018.
0: Okay, and what have you brought with you?
3: In, uh... My smile.
1: <laughs>
3: no, why I came back in 2018 after a few experiences in uh, Burgundy and abroad. Uh, maybe the big change I did was um, to introduce the horse in the vineyard, like my grandfather used it when he was young. And we use the horse uh, in Caire since 2018, so no more tractor and no machine in this area. And since 2021, we, we plow the half of the Clos du Château des Ducs by horse to make an experimentation and to see the difference between horse and tractor. So really interesting to do it.
0: Uh. And at least one, did you actually brought the grapes in by horse from the Clos du Château? Is that 2017? Yeah, we do it yeah. every
4: year
3: now. Yeah. Uh, every year. Uh, yeah.
0: 16, uh, 16.
3: 16 is the president. Yeah, and we do it every year now, also in the hand.
0: Okay, so just before we start, uh, uh, um, yes, just before we start tasting, uh, maybe a couple of words from either Frederick or Clotilde on uh, your principles in the winemaking. <laughs> yes, give us See,
3: alors, About okay. the winemaking, it's quite really simple. Uh, for us, the, big, uh, the biggest word is uh, in the vineyard. We make wine in the vineyard, I mean, um, when we have uh, beautiful grapes, healthy grapes with a good balance, with acidity and tannin, during harvest, after the vinification is always easy. So we we distill 100% of our wine uh, after it's uh, natural yeast uh, vinify in wooden tank and concrete tank, depends the cuvée. Uh, usually, the fermentation, alcoholic fermentation, takes uh, fifteen days, and after that, it's uh, in barrel for eighteen months. Quite, uh, quite simple. Yeah. We we don't use uh, too much product, only a little bit of SO2, but that's it, uh, just to to protect yeah. the wine. Yeah.
2: Well, in, uh, well in, we can uh, for, uh, uh, or, uh, 18, uh, uh, for the 20 or 17, for the premier cru,
3: uh, 15% of uh, euro. Ah oui, we use a little bit and, of euro uh, just for our premier cru.
2: And we agree, uh, we are uh, 18 months, and we don't, uh, it's not fining and not repulsion uh, in the way.
0: So I think you've got your first wine served, and we are also now going to try the first one. So there's there's a pair then between the Château de, de Ducs and the Clos de Chen, which are the two best known vineyards of the domain. So we
1: choose
0: Château de Duque. and as it says on the bottle, um, Monopole because it's. It's almost the back garden here. In fact, from the window just off to my left, exactly. I can see it doesn't look like a horse. It looks it's like a tractor. A but, a but,
2: uh, ah, yes, yes, no, 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 no,
3: c'est no. parce que le tracteur il tractor
2: pas pas be because we don't have much more for the car. Because we're going to finish the
0: mis en We're going to finish the mis Ah, OK. Right, the is not doing any work. It's just been kicked out of home because there's no room while they complete the bottling. So what about 2017 as a vintage? Um, in general terms, it's a very accessible year that you can drink soon. In fact, the aromatics of this in a half bottle suggest to me that it's good to drink
2: now. It's a very good uh, charming vintage with a very good banana uh, early. and early vintage. We began to harvest, uh, the harvest the first of September, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and it's a uh, a rich but a very good balance with silk tannin, uh, very uh, elegant, uh, and uh, it's a very good now, and they have a uh, very good uh, potential. Yes. So yields a little bit higher yeah. than recent years. Yeah. And since uh, 16, it's, we distemper uh, by hand uh, the culture. That's
3: mm-hmm. So, so for the du chateau des Ducs Monopole, since 2016 we, we distanced the cuvées all by hand, like the traditional way of work before the machine. So we can clear on here.
0: In a window, okay. They have a, what's effectively a grid um, <coughs> uh, that goes across the top of the wooden fermenting, wooden fermenting, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And it's made out of willows or reeds or something along those lines. And it's a lattice work. So you put the bunches of grapes on top of it, and then with your hands, you shuffle grapes over it. And what happens, the effect of doing that, is that the grapes fall down into the vat, and the stems remain on the top. And it happens very, very quickly, in fact. It doesn't take nearly as long as you might expect. And it's much more
2: efficient, and it leaves the grapes um, pretty much whole yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, for yes. the wine, the, the purity, the intensity is uh, best, and uh, the wine are more uh, energy. Yes, I have absolutely no doubt yeah. that the Claudie
0: Chateau the Duke uh, had a leap forward in quality when they started using this technique. And coupled with that, the, um, at the end of the fermentation, well, the solids are then pressed with a vertical press, and that's new. Yes. Yes. so I mean, it's a modern vertical press, but effectively, it uh, it does the job that a press would have done hundred years ago. So these two returns to the old ways, I think, have had a significant effect on quality.
2: Oui, yeah, yeah. And yeah. my great father, we go a great grandfather, distant distant bayen, all his wine since the end of the 19th century to the middle of the 30th. Mm. So no one has ever used a whole, bu- whole cluster whole bunch. Okay. Yeah, no? No. No. no, no.
0: Okay, maybe we should we're just going to taste next to it the Claude Chen, and then maybe we'll get an idea from the difference of the two vineyards. And then we'll ask you your thoughts. <coughs> You've got full bottles, so your mind should be twice as good as ours. <laughs> <laughs> and is quite there's a little bit more depth of fruit, I find a little bit more in the raspberry style in the I yeah. stop the fruit right. So, okay, when you're working in the two vineyards, is characteristic for each of them? What does it feel like to be in the Cluny Chateau video? Oh, okay. it,
1: it's a question. Yes. how you perceive the terroir. It's awesome. <laughs>
2: It's uh, so, uh, Because it's a very good, the best format. Because Chateau de Luc is an ugly and a for all the.
0: uh, And it's only because you have all the buildings around it. Yes, very protected way
1: into into, uh, the employer of the
3: world.
1: Yeah. It's all on the same level. So there is a
3: horse now? No, both are really nice uh, vignettes. Uh, but in terms of taste, usually the, the Chateau des Ducs is more. Uh, Tannin are more delicate and smooth, and usually the Claudetian is more.
1: Structure.
3: Uh, have more complexity and more structure. A bit more yeah. masculine, but in the good yeah. way, uh, the uh, Tannin no. are more uh, present, usually.
0: And I would add, normally there is more depth of fruit. Voilà, c'est ça, ouais, right? plus de okay. Right. okay. So if we talk about tradition de 150 years ago, it was not a famous vineyard. Doctor Laval didn't give it a top rating
2: because it depends. Uh, the Côte you have two types of Côte de You have the little, uh, the, the little part between the road and the little uh, street. Uh, it's a very red soil, the great Côte and the other part, higher uh, in the Côte is more uh, white soil. And it's a condition with a more austerity. So you're um, in... The, he explains his yes. for Laval, and, yes. uh, because you have two types of sun So if he had just given a
0: classification yeah. for the lower part, he would have given a higher yes. classification. Yeah. It's also true that things were colder then, and being at the top of the hill maybe mm-hmm. meant that you didn't get uh, uh, such good rightness. So where exactly is your plot in the in the best part? Obviously. In the
2: best part, it was the <laughs> first uh, parcel in Toulissy after the takey. Yeah, right. It's a the too And in front of the parcel, we have the Chamonix Chayre Chamon. Well, just in the cross of the four. Uh, okay. Between
3: the departmental and the chemin.
2: Okay. Le okay. Cool. So if you look on a map
0: afterwards, you can see the main road was the N73. Now the D973 and they're in the little bit that's just above that. Uh, the first section after you leave Taipier, uh, which is about the village itself and just above, both above Champo and above Cairo. So it really is a crossroads of four very good vineyards. Also, very good. Uh, okay.
1: and,
0: and since then, Claudio Chen has had a reputation so and started making such good wines. Claudio Shen has now developed a special reputation but if you're not in the right path, you probably can't make wine as good as this. If you're not Mafages, you probably can't make wine as good as this.
4: The Cho seems a bit at that level. Uh, my question was actually, you know, with these two uh, vineyards particularly, you know, how how you know how do you see the development kind of over 10, 20 years? You know, how long did you normally you should wait to you know to get that next level of um, development okay so for this
0: vintage or in general terms across vintages perhaps in general for these two vineyards okay so what do you think is the aging potential for the two vineyards not necessarily in this year, but in
2: general, is there a it, uh, is one it's the same longer? potential for aging? Yes, and uh, together, a few years with my father, we drank the uh, Chateau de Luc in uh, 1915, mm. and it's a fabulous wine. Right. Not and, just your uh, father, but me as well. <laughs> yes. right. And uh, the present but it's possible to drink uh, to taste the Chateau de Luc uh, before the Chateau, one, two, three years.
3: Uh, mm-hmm is open uh, more easily than the claude de Yeah. But you can keep it, uh, it depends on you, 10, 20, 50 years.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, Frederick's just mentioned an occasion when a group of us had dinner here. It was a very, very social occasion, but it was decided to open some good bottles. And Frederick was opening the bottles, and it was uh, Michel Lafarge's 90th birthday. Uh, and Imagine somebody aged 90 and, and the bottle is put in front of him and a huge <laughs> smile on his face. And he said, that's one of my grandfather's wines. And it was ah. 19, 1915 Claude yes. Chateau debut,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which was just extraordinary. Um, anyway, uh, I just think uh, you should show your hands to a uh, group because this is what a Vigneron's hands <laughs> should look like. Can you see? <laughs> finished, but Vintage uh, so, uh, 2020,
3: in, just uh, blacking 20. and bottling
0: yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a dark <laughs> vintage, we, we can say okay. either that or he's a coal miner one or the other um, great. frankly for me um, I would have no difficulty in keeping either wine for a long time but uh, I would be drinking the Clos de Chateau de in a lighter year at, at 10 years old and then 15 or 20 for the rest and the Clos de and I'd be really happy if I could keep it for more than 20 so anything in the '90s is drinking very well. One or two years will go on getting better. And um, going back through the '80s and '70s, I don't remember one of your wines which I felt had got too old. I can't even a lighter vintage. I can't remember drinking one. I thought, oh dear, we should have drunk it earlier. J'ai. No,
3: bois tes vins
0: Non, 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 no. no, 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 no. Uh, we have one twenty sixteen, um, so we'll uh, we're going to try that. You probably already got it, enjoying it happily. We are going to finish the wines that we've got with the twenty ten. So prepare for when we finish these glasses. Uh, any questions you want to ask about the earlier vintages you'll be tasting? So twenty
2: sixteen. Yeah. Disaster for volume because of the yes frost. Very, very little frost at the end of April, uh, but uh, the, the quality is very good. It's a very uh, a classic vintage. Mm. Yeah. Yes, We were surprised uh, because we were expecting it to be
0: so yes. so difficult after the frost, and indeed, even quite late on, even in August, all the vineyards appeared to be aging at a or ripening at a different rate. But then suddenly, they all started to change color together, all the grapes. uh, And at the end, the ripeness was relatively even in reds, less so in white, but it was even in reds. And we discovered this really fresh acidity in the wines, as well as the concentration of fruit.
2: (laughs) So you'll see that there is uh, a little more color. um, And we are at uh, the second period of September, the 22 uh, of September. It's a later than a fifty or seventy, sure.
0: 50. But what used to be what used to be a standard, yeah, mm. Mm.
2: Mm. On retrouve le côté la structure ample du.
0: You pick up the the structure and the um, weight of Chen. and there is great difficulty of fruit in sixteen and seventeen, but also I find the sixteen a little bit more rugged, and I certainly wouldn't be drinking this now. If need be on the restaurant list i I, I pull out of those seventeens without the difficulty, but um, the sixteen I prefer to um, put away for at least five years from now. But I think it's recognisably the same uh, animal as the um, as the 17 Clovisian, but just with extra volume, extra intensity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay.
5: This
0: and alongside cool. that, we have a have full bottle to join you. No halves made of this <laughs> of the Kyare, which. We'll get Totille to talk about because bits have been recently replanted in a very special way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you'll remember the old dictum um, from the 17th century, that um, mm-hmm. if you want to understand Volnais, you have to have Cairo. Right. Um, and in most of the villages of the Côte burn which have Cairo, mm-hmm. Chassain, Pudigny um, and uh, Volnais, then it's pretty much their number one premier crew or right now on
3: that
0: place to the top. Mm-hmm. So tell so, us about your kayre. Right? Yeah.
3: So oh. Le carré it's a really small vineyard for us. It's only 0.3 hectare. So since 2018, it's all worked by horse and by us, by your hand. So it's a lot of work. And since uh, in 2020, we reprinted the uh, half of the parcel. In a really original way, uh, we planted in a spiral to mm-hmm. to try to to try a new experience. And currently, it's quite interesting to see because uh, each vine has a, has a different exposition. So it's still work by ours. and uh, it's, pretty, it's quite beautiful and funny at the same really? time. <laughs>
2: And so the energy is different and uh, we in Germany, work with the vortex and then uh, the, all the nature is never uh, right. And we so, so it's a very natural for the horse and the energy in the place is very different.
0: Okay, so you, you harness the helix, but, harness the power it's of it's the snail. Yes, we Like in the maya civilization,
3: they are more like this in Spiral or circular, circular
2: right? construction. <laughs> so it's, well, it's a, a test. very uh, interesting. Year. Right.
3: We will see the first harvest for the spiral vineyard will be in 2023, so in mm-hmm. one year. So we will see if the grapes mm-hmm. test uh, differently or not. Mm-hmm.
0: So normally people talk about my vineyard is north-south or east-west, and I have one side that gets hotter and one side, yeah, we'll sand, one but you,
2: you have a complete mix. There. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kairé okay, gives away a lot of minerality in the, the wine. Hmm.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. but you will get that minerality. However you grow the grapes, yeah. you'll get that minerality, yeah. And as well as having a horse in the vineyards, do you have any other animals in the vineyards?
3: We have also some chicken, uh, only the Claude du Chateau des Duc uh, Vignard. Mm. Which is
0: and the reason you have chickens? we have so
3: chickens uh, we have chicken since 2004, uh to bring some biodiversity. Mm. Mm.
0: And and they, they eat these the little bugs, the yeah. um the, so the caterpillars and things, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So chicken mm-hmm. and uh, that's it for today. <laughs> we will See you after.
2: Uh... And we have very good uh, egg. Egg of premier Oh Oh yeah, yes, so premier cru
0: hen's okay. eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, I I get quite a different bouquet on this wine compared to its its friend from Laclaisson. It's more elegant. More elegant, so, isn't exactly. it? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And the tension is very good. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not eating chickens, huh? i do not eating any of the
0: chickens. <laughs> oh, you mm. chickens mm-hmm. in the same wine mm-hmm. mm. We did that once. We we keep hens as well, and we had a cockerel who was making a nuisance of itself. The cockerel had been nicknamed Clive after uh, a certain wine writer friend of ours, and one day. Just been attacked once too often, and said, "Right, that's it, Clive, you're, you're meat." So um, she went in the middle of the night and pulled Clive off his off his perch and uh, and uh, strangled his neck. And uh, our neighbour cooked Clive au instead of Coco au vin the next day. And he got <laughs> this recipe that starts take six bottles of Chambertin for cooking your Coco vin. So in fact, he used some Chambertin from Dini Bachelet rather than it. Chambata, maybe only four bottles rather than six, but we had the most wonderful coq bar we've ever had. And we rang up Clive, the real Clive, in the middle of this and told him that we killed him and we're eating him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
1: very cruel of us, but still. <laughs> um,
5: I, Jasper, can I ask, Jasper one question? You mentioned that Sixteen has a vintage with Frost. Yes. Um, is, are Frosted Vintages, is there a certain characteristic that you can tell? Because when you taste the Seventeen and the Sixteen side by side, they are very notably different uh, vintage styles. But I'm very curious because you mentioned Frost on Sixteen and we've heard a lot of Frost in recent vintages. Yes. Uh, is there, does it have an effect on the wine? It does have an effect on the following
0: year because you normally get a really big crop set the year after uh, the the frost to compensate. So if you think about frost years in Burgundy, you have 81 followed by a a very big crop in 82, 91 followed by a big crop in 92, 98 followed by 99, same pattern, 2016 followed by 2017. So,
3: 21,
0: so I don't think however, that you can probably uh i mean except that the frosty years tend to be undervalued. nobody really talked about or rated ninety one uh, at mm-hmm. the time uh and yet subsequently and the ninety one's really good it's a bit of a struggle in uh, in Bordeaux. Like yeah.
4: um, could, could, could you guess what like um, I think Mike's right, they're very different styles. Is that because partly 17 just ready because it's more open, sort of lighter style, yeah. whereas the 16 is more packed? It's a bit restrained, both on the nose, on, on the palate. It just needs more time. Certainly it's packed with fruit at the back end, but it's not yet, as the yeah. English say, unfurred, right?
0: No, I, I would go along with that. I, th- I think that the... Uh, the 17 is very typical of 17. The 16 is more classic young wine from Lafarge. Uh, so at five, six, seven years old, uh, around the time of these wines, uh, I'm expecting something more like 16 than 17 as typical. the white
1: <laughs>
0: Okay, any, any more questions from the floor before we have... We just have one 15 to look at, which is the Piteau, which is a vineyard I've got recently. Um, any more on the on the first four wines? All
4: good. I, I, I don't know what other people think, but it was the Claude Chen just has a kind of elegance, but also a, uh, a not power exactly, but richness um, that really eclipses the Claude Duke in seventeen, I would say. And while the Chai on the nose is really attractive, I think on the palate again the Claude Chen sixteen is kind of a notch above just in terms of quality because of that elegance, that richness, and that, that kind of follow through that the wine has. But <clears throat> maybe other people have different views.
0: Uh, I don't have a different view, Richard. <laughs> <Internity>. <laughs> but also, it's one of those things, we've also got it now locked into our brains that Claude de is is um, sort of a, a special reference, Lafarge Claude de And... Mm-hmm. Claudie Chateau des Ducs has come up a long way since the, the sort of the change in techniques. And now, what do you serve in, in the cellar? You nowadays serve Caire, then Tradition, then Claudie Chateau des Ducs. Is that the order?
3: As a lot for testing, yeah. it's uh, Caire, Claudie Chene, and Claudie Chateau des Ducs at the end.
0: Hmm.
3: Since we did by hand there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. But the 17 was not the by hand, was it? Was 16, the Okay, let's try the Piture, which is only available in the marketplace in Magnum. Uh, I have kept back a few half bottles more, for tasting purposes. So nine half nine. bottle and you have a magnum.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which was the um, first vintage of Piture? Or, uh, this is the very first vintage.
3: Yeah, because uh, before, uh, before 2015, the picture was blend with our Bonnet Limitant. And it was just a blend of uh, Bonnet Premier and since mm. 15, we separate uh, Piture and Mitton, So fitting is the first vintage. i mean Magnum and uh, L'Epiture uh, is uh, one of the first climber uh, volets before Poma. It's located after uh, Claude Educ from Marquis-Langerville. And uh, for, for us, the Magnum is uh, really the perfect size for L'Epiture because this one has a really uh, Huge complexity and tannin. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, this wine usually
0: needs sometimes so before. Uh, yes. yes, so you have the duke which comes down the hillside at quite a slope, and then right next door you have Piture that starts maybe a little higher on the slope, goes all the way down. Uh, it's slightly wavy; it's not an absolutely even slope all the way down, um, but. Uh,
1: I don't so you probably I no, you won't now. be able to see I don't think enough, no,
0: uh, but you can, exactly, check when you get back home, or you may have it, you may have the app on your phone. Piteur um,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, so there are actually two vineyards now, um, Piture and Chana, which are both called Piteur. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Right.
0: But they used to be separate, but now they're both Piture. Okay. Next door, um,
5: pomar you have Piteur.
3: That's right. <laughs>
4: And so the, the, the reason that you are allowed to uh, split out Pichu from from um, Miton, is it is it simply a subset, or, or?
3: Uh, we separate because uh, we we had for a few years ago we had the opportunity to buy a, a second parcel of Les mi-tons. so it was uh, big enough to make cuvée. So we decided to make miton and after we picture separate. It's always nice to separate the climate because miton and picture are uh, they were really nice together, but they are completely different in terms of taste and uh, and uh, localization. So we decided to separate because we like to put the terroir. uh,
0: uh, just a complete answering the question. Uh, no, they're not a subset, uh, so that's why previously it had to be labeled just as Volney Premier mm-hmm. Crew. When you
1: was uh, yes.
0: Jean-Lain and Pitio are, are sub, is a subset within Pitio, and Ormo is a subset within Miton. Oh, yeah. It, they, they, they like making life as complicated as they possibly can, is the Gambians. I think you pick up immediately on the, um, you know, so this is a more austere style of wine, um, very structured, um, quite mineral. Yeah,
3: how is it? I never drink, I never open my never for l'epiture, so I would be happy to have your feedback, because uh, it's too young, I think, 15 for the picture.
1: It's
4: quite rugged. I was going to say it's it's it's, it's quite a I mean a, rugged sounds like a, a negative comment but it's not meant to be it's kind of a a rugged style of wine is that the vintage or is that the vineyard or a bit of a combination robust as Chris says
0: it's
4: a, rugged and, uh, but
0: robust <laughs>
3: C'est, c'est à peu près bons, euh, a bon. robust, yeah. B- 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 uh, yeah, I think, il a robust. En fait? uh, he said ah, oui. It's rapid. really, I think, uh, specific to the uh, <coughs> because it's really like this. It's a blend of bonnet, we are close to pomar so it's really sometimes rustic, but 2015. In Magnum, it's
0: still really young huh, for uh, for when they pick you, um, So, um, what's the soil colour in your bath? Is it very red or very white soil? It's
3: a
1: uh, red,
0: red, red soil. That's what I So, it means a lot of iron oxide in it, which is yeah. giving some of that more rugged character. Yeah. That's a nice thing, I suppose. But I mean, in Magnum, you've got to be fifteen years away from from touching that. Yeah, usually yes. Yeah. I want to be to um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think it'll make quite a contrast to the miton, uh with which it used to be in partnership, um, because that is lower on the slope. It, is, it tends to be a much softer and rounder uh, style of wine, but we haven't got that. They have no more bottles left here at the demand. Uh, so, you will have to taste that without us and tell us how it's working. Ah, oui, but obviously, 2010 is just a really lovely vintage. Um, oh. They're quite a late one. you remember <laughs> that No, so. I don't hmm. remember. Maybe, uh,
3: in September?
0: Yes, it would be. I September. think so. I mean, like normal vintage
3: compared to now. Uh... Mm, sounds good. Good no. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's
2: like, wow,
0: spice. So, how's the meat 2010 going down? That's delicious, spicy uh, No, it's yeah. delicious. Before your time, Tatil, it's not your
3: No, no, it's mm. time is always good. Cool, yeah. yeah. It's like That's a really good Now, for nine, 10, it's yeah.
1: open now.
3: Yeah. But which is uh, quite nice with our miton. In mm-hmm. the, all of our Premier Cru of Volnais, L'Emitant is always um, the one you can drink uh, even when it's young. W- you can open L'Emitant with uh, four, five, eight, five years of aging, and it's uh, really enjoyable, intricable compared to Claude Echens or Caillen. Yeah. So, of course, it edges really well, but it's really open even when it's young. So it's quite nice in our lineup of uh, Volnay Premier Cru. Mm. Because uh, L'Imitant is always really classic Bolognese, really elegant and yeah. easy to drink. Mm. Oh, very hard. Yeah. Okay. I'm
0: sure the Piture is uh, young vines. The uh, <coughs> uh,
3: you... Piture is 35, 38 years old.
0: Not young, young. Ah,
3: okay. uh, oui. For us, for us, it's young, 35 years old. No, no, it's not so young, enfin, it's 35, 38 Okay. we uh, oui, si mm-hmm. en i fait, uh, I was just wondering why in
0: 2010 then you had Miton on its own rather than being Premier Cru. Uh,
3: the first vintage of Lemiton uh, it was 2005. And so from 2005 to 2011, the label Bonnet Premier Cru is already just a picture, but. Uh, Oh,
0: for did okay. but you didn't, you didn't put no because in
3: 05 we bought some new miniatur that there was a lot of new cuvée for us. bone premier Cru, in Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, Bonnet Limitant. So we wait few years because before to put the l'épiture on uh, the label. So, cool. so 05 for Limitant, and yeah, so if you want, if you see some Bonnet premier Cru from 05 to 11, it's already just picture but we didn't change the label at this time because. Oh, okay. Not too much change for our customers. In what row we need
0: to? You probably had some labels. Uh, so a and time 12, 13, 14, we don't yeah.
1: produce
0: so that in the future or something. Okay also, in Burgundy, the reason why Burgundy tends to have the neck label with the vintage on, unlike in an area like Bordeaux where the vintage is on the main label, is because they have many different wines than any one vintage. And they don't have much of any of them, so they get a lot of labels printed out with the vineyard name on, and then they just add the relevant vineyard. Yeah, it's
3: easier for them. In terms of logistics, it's easier to manage it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, so the meat already is drinking very well now, a little bit spicy, you say, and just very smooth and enjoyable otherwise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so alongside it, um, the last of the 2010s is the Claudie Chateau des Ducs. Yeah, I'm finding the 2010 Claudie Chateau des Ducs. The color is a a little lighter, and as soon as you put your nose into it, you think, oh, okay, that's going there. We can drink this.
5: Mm. Jasper, how big is the Mieton vineyard, and the production production or the, the vineyard size? Mm-hmm. 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 The, uh, in the middle, we have
2: 0.4 hectares. Okay. Uh, oh. And the tour château de ducs, I think, is
0: one hectare. So no, one, 0.6. One hectare for one hectare. the château. Okay. Tour du château um, des ducs, 60, hours, 0.6. Biton, mm-hmm. 0.4. Biton, hardly anything. 0.3 for les caillères. NPQ is 0.15. This is the smallest yeah. uh, one. Mm. So, so, I don't know how long nor lasted your mouth and how long this is, but in our half bottle, the length of flavor in this 2010 yeah. Toby the video is, is really impressive. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Actually, even the middle. More than the meter. More than
1: the time.
0: The also has Mm. Right, okay. um, do you have any questions on the wines you've had so far? Um, maybe also we could get words from the Lafarges about the other vineyards outside Bollene that uh, we haven't tried today. And then also if you have questions, anything you'd like to know about the vintages you have still to taste. But firstly, is there anything arising out of the wines thus far tasted? Uh,
5: they're so wonderful. Where can we buy more? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I recommend a
0: vintage. <laughs> uh, not easy. Uh, who sells your wine in Hong Kong?
3: Donald Dong Yes,
0: Donald Dong Ng. Mm.
3: Nice.
1: So, so, okay,
0: so next is uh, the vineyards that, that we There are two cubes of village for a sort of a regular and what they call vendange selection, mm-hmm. which right. is the, the one, the vineyards yeah, exactly. the premier cruise. Yeah. That's yeah. right, exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: And there are two vinyard, red vineyards in mm-hmm. Beaune, no. Beaune premier Cru grève and Beaune to this and there's a really nice white in the to des as well. And the funny thing is, Domaine Lafarge and Domaine de Monti bought new vineyards in, in Bonegro at the same time and neither knew that the other one was buying it. Oh, no, no, no. So they both came out very proud, look we got this new vineyard. So, oh, yeah, I know all yeah. about <laughs> it. <laughs> 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 and there's a tiny bit of pomard, I mean mm. really a maximum of barrel yeah, in a good year.
1: Films,
0: yeah, 15 mm. So pomard, mm. Peserol uh and there's a little bit of merceau and there's wonderful generic wines uh aligoté especially the uh a pasteur which appears in various different uh ways but at least two ways if not three uh and the bourgoin rouge of course yes which i'm currently drinking the 2012 at home <laughs> <laughs> which is just just in a nice place <laughs> have we forgotten anything
1: yeah. Any other vignards, No, no, no. niveau the <inaudible> vignes,
0: oh, c'est tout? there's also the is-or-was, a Red mess, uh which was sold as cooked bone village. Yeah, actually. On l'a pas fait depuis un moment. OK.
1: Um,
0: so that covers the vineyards, uh, And after this, you have a 2005, which I imagine will still be very powerful. One of the 2002s apparently was uh, not in perfect condition, but it's a lovely vintage, should be just right that 2000, 99, 98, 97, 96, 91,
1: and 90. We wish we were with you. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I would think of those, uh, 97 should be very nice now, 2000 should be very nice now. Mm. 99, 98, 96. Mm. Still more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Very good now. Very good also. Know. But still, but younger girl in uh, 99. 99. Those. Yes. Mm. Okay. 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 And one uh, of these vintages, but we won't say which one, is 2000. yeah bad. Go- no, 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 no. No.
3: 92 yes.
0: is not. Here. Ah, it's been, uh, you, haven't, yeah. you haven't got Totil's year, never mind. Uh, yeah. 19, 19,
3: 19, 19, 19, 19. And you haven't
0: got Frederick's year and you certainly haven't got my year. In fact, um, <laughs> <laughs> my year my year and Frederick are only one apart.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And but probably Michael will have at home Michel Lafarge's year, which is 1928. I'm sure he's got. 22 <laughs> Uh, Before we let the Lafarges get back to their vineyards, uh, do you have any questions about the wines to come or anything else you'd you'd like to share or ask to share now?
5: Could the Lafarges give a bit of commentary about their Lafarge Vial project? Uh, And also, uh, Clotilde has a great Instagram with a tremendous number of old bottles that she's been tasting. We <laughs> would, love to, would ha- love to hear a little bit about how the 62...
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> how those have been tasting, because those make us all very envious.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much. La from my parents' this project in 2014. They, they were interested by the bourgeoisie, and they had the great opportunity to buy a building, and, a cellar and some vignettes. Uh, we are located at the top of Fleury, between, the, at the limit of Chirouble, and we own uh, 5.5 hectares. We have some Fleury, Chirouble, Côte de Bruy. Mm-hmm. And
2: and that's it. And two uh, terroirs, uh, La Joye du Palais, and, so on and, and Fleury. Three
3: cuvées, three cru uh, uh, du Beaujolais, and five cuvées. We made three different cuvées of Fleury, and uh, it's really interesting. We grow in biodynamic. We are in biodynamic also, some ores, uh, some this steam, it's pretty similar to, to Burgundy, and it's really good gamay.
2: In very old vine in uh, granite soil, in the, in the slope, and we, we, with this uh, last detail, we have a 25% of uh, water stuff, and we aging in uh, wood, but not wood, in a big, big barrel, during 14-15 yeah. uh, uh, 50, 50 months. And we yeah. have a cru brûlée, flirty, with a lot, crème uh, brûlée with a lot of uh, elegance that we did, with a good energy, with the good, uh, energy, good, uh, the good yeah. harmonies. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's a good project. We are yeah. happy. Yeah. And uh, it's
0: called La Fache Vial because. Um, uh, uh, mother,
3: yeah, is, is, that uh, is the name of my brand. Central via. So it's the two names. It's a family, family project. Yes. No is, uh, okay.
0: And yes. what have you tasted of these old bottles? What have you had that's really good recently?
3: Uh, all bottles. On oh, uh, you Instagram. It it
0: it. Uh,
3: this weekend we open Romar, Premier Cule Peserol 1990, because it's uh, my brother, uh, bro- bro- brother, brother vintage. So. Yeah.
1: We
0: opened a pomegranate and it was delicious. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas I spend the weekend drinking port on the banks of the River Douro and playing cricket.
1: <laughs> Good. English. Any last yeah, nice
0: questions? Otherwise, we will leave you in peace to enjoy your meal. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's really wonderful to see you all again. Um, many familiar faces, one or two new ones, uh, and I believe we meet again next week with the wines of Domaine Morte, which will be fun. And we have several more lined up uh, for the weeks ahead. But um, great to see you again. Thank you to Sebastián and the team at the mm-hmm. restaurant. Thank you. And uh, thank you to Fatilda and Frederick Lafar.
1: Thank you. Uh, i Enjoy Jason wine.
3: Great.
1: Right. Okay. See you next thank week. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. bye.